Welcome, Thunderbird Nation, to the Thunderbird Coaches Show. This is episode one. It's the 2023 football preview edition. We're excited to be here, Coach. Football is now upon us. Been upon you for a couple of weeks now. You got fall camp just wrapped up. Man, we are excited. We got Delane Fitzgerald, head coach at SU Football, and we have a VIP guest, Justin Miller's in the house with us. Thanks for being here, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Coach, let's start with a little recap, uh, recap of uh, the fall camp. Recap and camp are, are very similar, but it's hard to say. Let's go over uh, camp. Tell us how it went, and then we'll go through and kind of highlight some positions, who played well, and give us a, give us the lowdown on, on how camp went for you. We broke camp on Saturday afternoon after a Lyle Santos um, punt that he received. Um, he was Did able, he catch it? Yeah, if, hey, if he didn't catch it, we were going back to practice. <laughs> or, or we were going to run or do up-downs. A hey, lot, lot of pressure on the big fella. But, yeah. he, hey, we finished with um, with an offensive lineman ca- catching a punt and broke camp after three weeks. It was a good three weeks, John. Our football players, our football program, coaching staff, too, we all got better over the three weeks, came together as a team. And then as a coaching staff, we got to see what some young men are capable of and what others aren't capable of. Okay, so basically you saw what you needed to see in order to make those rosters. Tell us a little bit about the position groups. This position group, by the way, this position group recap is brought to you by The Warehouse. Coach, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, they were voted best of Cedar City Fries. They have the best fries in Cedar City, period. It's not even a debate. Amazing food, amazing drinks. Uh, It's always great every time we go there, friendly atmosphere there. Uh, You were mentioning that uh, a couple weeks ago you saw the fight over there. They got fights. They got sports for the sports fans. They don't have fights in the in the bar. They show the fights on the screens. It's an amazing time over there. So uh, anyway, I just want to give them a shout out. Proud sponsors of the Thunderbird Coaches Show. But yeah, yeah. Went, went, went in there to watch the UFC fights a couple of weeks ago. Watched. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right. Is Justin Gothy? Watched him kick some young man in the next week. <laughs> kick him in the side of the head in the next week. Night it was, night. Uh, in, in, entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fries are great, but the wings and the sliders are also pretty darn good there. Amen. Yeah, they got great food. They just have a, a good thing going over there at the warehouse bar plus kitchen. So let's get back to the position groups. Show us. Uh, tell us who flashed for you. And uh, give us a scoop on on offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go through the positions and who I think have stood out. Justin, feel free to correct me um, if I, if I miss out on somebody, and I will. Hey, at the quarterback position, this guy here has had had a good camp. Um, Grady Robinson and Jack, Jackson Barry have also had a good camp, and both of them are much improved from when we got here, you know, a season ago. Um, but happy about our depth and the way our quarterback position is playing coming out of there. And you should talk about the O line first because uh, they're the most important position on the field. But um. Colin Gardner. Colin Gardner has emerged as a really good football player, and we're excited about him going forward at left tackle. At left guard, Lyle Santos is doing a nice job. We expect him to play a little more guard than center this year, but but a young man that has a chance to have a really good season and has a chance to be a good leader for our football program. Brought in Red, brought in Red, brought in Ed Riley. Ed Riley. Out of Riverside Community College in California. And we knew we were getting a good football player with Ed. Didn't know how good he was going to be, but he's come in here and done, um, I I think, 
Coach Bates stopped him at like 650 on the squat rack, and he's about two and a half inches past parallel, so he can bend, and he's got leg power, and he's got a power plant now. Wow. Um, but we're, we're excited about Ed and just the accuracy of his snaps. I know Justin is, is happy that he doesn't have to chase the snaps this fall. So we're excited about Ed there to center position. He's going to do a nice job. At right tackle, there'll be a combination of uh, Kyle Safarchoke, who's going to be better this year than he was last year just because he's bigger, faster, stronger, got a year's more experience. And then Loy Mata, Maunga, um, will rotate in there with him. And Loy Mata's improved on last year, and we're excited about that. And then at the right tackle position, Austin Lelusa returns after starting here in 2021. He returns, and he's had a good camp. Those are the ones that have stood out. Because of his versatility, Steve Eakins provides us with depth at two or three positions, and we're excited about Steve. And then um, Jeremy Perkins has had a good camp, and I, I just I, I like Jeremy Perkins, his fire and the way he likes to play football and the attitude that he brings to it. When he when he gets lost in football, he's pretty intense. He's very very physical. But those seven guys have really stood out for us. Uh, moving to the tight end position and. Um, Wow, you, I am having to think of a lot of kids' names that I don't have to do on on a fly <laughs> on a fly normally. So at, at the tight end position, um, Frankie Calderon has stood out and been the standout there. Josh Accord has done a nice job in camp, and we're excited about Josh. And then the surprise, maybe the surprise of our offense is Chase Merrill. We thought Chase would be a year, maybe a year and a half away, um, but he's going to play some for us this fall, and we're excited about him. Plays fast plays fast and we're excited about that but all three of those young men are improved and then Jacob Moffitt was having a great camp for us and got banged up uh, we don't think it's anything season in ending um, but we'll get Jacob Moffitt back in a couple of weeks and excited about him Justin you want to tell them about the wide receiver position and who's played well yeah we can tell them there uh, Isaiah Wooden uh, Tim Patrick coming back they've both uh, been in and out a little bit with injuries during camp but they're uh, they're both getting healthy and doing a good job out there Jack Fairchild, a little bit of the same way. He's developed a lot, gotten even faster, stronger, and we we love to see him developing. I know he hasn't played a ton of football, but he's uh, he's getting better and improving. So he was kind of a, a runner, right? He was he was doing track, correct? Uh, great size on him, mm-hmm. um, and he's getting much better as a pass pass catcher. Yeah, he's he's just getting more fluid, and yeah. and uh, he's running his routes a little bit cleaner and sharper. And I think he's going to continue to do a good job for us. Uh, we got Ethan Bolenbrook who came back. He's a solid target out there. He, he's quick and makes good decisions on his routes, and so you always know where he's going to be, especially for me because we played together for so long. Yeah. Uh, we love having him back. Uh, Zach Mitchell, stud. He's had a great camp, a really good camp. Yeah. Really reliable out there, great route runner. Th- that's one that I've uh, – so, you know, I've, I've, I've been attending uh, practices during camp and, and, and just kind of observing. That kid is smooth. Yeah. Like he's just – he just is is a different type of athlete that we've had here. I think super smooth uh, in his routes and and does a great job. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he can make people miss and get down the field. Yep, really versatile too. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh he can play inside, play, outside. Play all of them. And yeah, we move him around a little bit. Anson Kraut, I think he'll play a he play a role for us this year, inside and outside. We'll we'll move him around a little bit, let him get open. He goes up and attacks the ball. He's he's going up to get it. So uh, you got faith in throwing him the ball. Gabe Nunez is he is he flashed for you at all? Yeah, Gabe, Gabe had a really good camp. Got hurt on Saturday, uh, so might be out a few weeks. Hopefully, we get him back middle of the season conference, Con- conference time. time. Yeah, Perfect. that's that's really what we're hoping for. He did awesome things this camp. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited for him to come back. Awesome. 
Yeah, got Ch- Chandler Christensen's much improved at that position. You got him there. We're leaving out one or two. The the biggest surprise in camp is Nick Macias. Yeah, the local kid. The local, the local young man, Cedar. Uh, I shouldn't. Canyonview. Yeah. Hey, yep. hey, he is a Cedar City product, but he is a Canyonview. That's View correct. Grad. Yes. There good, you go. good, good save, coach. The, yeah. the, the other high school. The high school scores a lot of points. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Scored scored 110 points two games so far this year. But man, moving forward, running back, Braden Whistler's back. Our leading rusher's back, and we're we're excited about Braden and what he's doing and, and playing as hard as he was last year. So he'll do a nice job for us. Brought in Targi Lampson out of Snow College, and Targi's been a surprise. Um, but but how good a football player he is and how good he can be at the running back position. He's going to push Braden for playing time, and that'll be exciting. Um, John, we're going to rotate three running backs. We'll have a three-headed monster. There are a lot of young men fighting for that third position. Jordan Jefferson and Kiernan Fry, and who am I leaving out? Freeman, Landon yep, Freeman. Landon Freeman. And there's one more in there that, that does some nice things. Um, the Bowering. The, the yep, K- Cade Bowering. Exactly yeah, right. Cade, Cade yep. Bowering. So, Runs and, hard. Yeah, <clears throat> th- th- those four guys are competing to get into that third spot. You flip over on defense, and our defensive, our defensive tackles are a strength for us. And you got Rob Horsey and Peyton Payne and Rylan Suafilio and Joe Tagamoa. Those four have done a nice job in camp and going to rotate in there this season and do a nice job for us. Still some question marks at defensive end. Um, Anisi Purcell has, has, has starred so far, and he, he's the best of the bunch so far, and we're waiting on two or three others to step up. I hope Julian Sanderlin can find it as a senior, that Josh Lopez can figure it out mentally because he's been doing it now for a while and him getting it and then finding a fourth out of that group. It's, it, it's, it's safe to say that come, coming out of camp, uh, they're not the least talented group on our team, but the, the least productive so far have been the defensive ends. Okay. A lot of talent still trying to get their feet under them and, and, and get to the quarterback. Yeah, they, they got to figure out who they want to be. Do, do you want to be good or not? Yeah. Yeah, at the linebacker position, and we're, we're still stacked there and maybe, maybe getting better. And um, that, that group's well coached by Shea McClure. But uh, we go Connor Cullimore, who's coming off of a good freshman season and returning as a sophomore. And Josh Dunn is a great player in there for us. Aubrey Nellums, who is my pick for breakout player of the year in this conference. Uh, Aubrey could wake up this fall and have 80 to 100 tackles and be really, really good. And then Trent Whalen in there has done a nice job and they're backed up by a couple of solid players but those four rotated two position groups and we should be pretty good there at the safety position and it's being held down by George Ramirez and we all know and love George and George's knowledge of the offense and his knowledge of the defense excuse me and his command of the defense back there getting everybody set and getting the calls made is pretty darn good and then Trey Trey Gola Collard is the other safety and Trey's doing a nice job just got here last spring but is picking up some things and doing a nice job there and then there's still some fight at the corner position still some fight for who's going to play and um, LPJ and Jordan Washington and uh, AJ Felton and I'm I'm going to leave out somebody um, Javon, Javon Lewis yeah. Javon Lewis and, and all of Jones. Dean Jones all those young men can run and change directions and here here's what happens with with those guys and it's par for the course with corners how focused and how disciplined can they be because that that is a different animal out there and with the rpos and all the throw offenses and the spread yeah you you've got to have you got to have short-term memory you're out there on an island by yourself but your discipline and your focus have to be above every other position right now and that's what we're trying to figure out can we find four corners that are disciplined and positioned 
I think I hit all the position groups, kickers and special, punters. Special teams, Gavin yeah. to kill me if I you don't, you don't want Gavin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gavin Lipkin will be our long snapper, and we're waiting on more consistency from Gavin. Sure. Um, he needs to be more – may have been more consistent a year ago than he is right now, but he needs to hit his spots with his snaps. Got got a battle at the kicker position between between Reed and Tyler Graham and Reed Harrison Tyler Graham and we're waiting on one of those to emerge and then Reed is also competing at the punter position with Elias, um, so so we've got him and Elias fighting for that punter position. There's still some competitions going on, John. We're ten days away. Yeah, ten days away. We've got three or four positions that guys are still battling for. I love to hear that though. We've got. Uh, sounds like sounds like. Uh, would you say that the whole whole team from last year, each position is improved? Tell me, tell me where you find your most improved position. We're, we're better. We're better as a foot. We may be three or four times better as a football program than we were a year ago. We're better at every single position than we were a year ago. Maybe hard to see early because of how tough our schedule is. Right. Right. Yeah. We we, we play some doozies to start out with, but I'll I'll go through my rant and I'll answer your question. We play the two money games. Yeah, on the road, and then we play the best Cal Davis team in their school's history. You know, they're they're seven points away from making the playoffs last year. Return every player on the team. And we come home play Western Illinois, and then week five we play the best team in Central Arkansas history. So, hey, so somebody is wrong because Central Arkansas has like six All American candidates and four NFL prospects, and most of the polls don't have them ranked. So, hey, must have the worst center, nose guard, <laughs> middle linebacker in the history of college football because everybody around them is a good player. Yeah, they, I think I think their pride is getting overlooked, which uh, you know that's dangerous, right? You don't if if you feel overlooked, you feel a little disrespected. You come out with a little extra fire. So, hopefully, when we catch them, they're uh, you know we're we're up to the task there. It sounds to me though like uh, we do have a super difficult start to the season. What are you going to take out of the, you know, those those pay games, those big money games? We understand that that's a scheduling thing that that small schools and FCS generally uh, have to do. But but tell me a little bit about what you'll be looking for when we open up at Arizona State and then when we go to BYU. Yeah, you, you just, I skipped your questions. You just left it alone. Didn't I did. You? I, just, most, I just moved on. Let's let's be, let's be tough. Flow flow back. Most most improved position. I'm gonna answer both both okay, questions okay. right here. Okay, <clears throat> it'd be hard to talk about the most improved position. We're improved at the quarterback position, running back position, wide receiver position. Our O lines improved. Um, our tight ends may be the most improved on offense. You flip over on defense, and our D tackles are improved. Our linebackers are improved. Probably our most improved position this year on defense would be the corner. So yeah, if you hey, if you, if you were saying I had to narrow it down, it'd be tight ends on offense and and corners on defense. But our safeties are playing better than they played since they've been here. Got a bunch of guys that care and have some gray matter. No, actually know the defense. Great, and, and and that helps us a bunch. But yeah, improvement. Now getting into the first two games, what do I want out of the first two games? I want us to go play well. We, we understand that, that we're going and playing for money so, so that the, the non-revenue sports can, can have seasons and those kids can get a well-rounded college experience. We understand that that's what we're doing. Out of that, we're going to compete. Um, my, my former athletic director, Troy Dell at Frostburg, um, he, 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 said, he said to Lane, he said, you can complain all you want to, but I know you're not going to give one away. And he, t- he told me that six or eight years ago we were transitioning from D3 to D2. He said, I know you're not going to give any games away, and we're not. We're going to go in and take our shots, just like we did at Utah last year. At the end of the first quarter at Utah last year, score seven to seven. That's right. Um, now, my a year into this, uh, we should we should be able to hang in longer than we hung in last year. But we're going to go in and get our guys as well prepared as we can. 
you know, five days previous, make the trip down there on day five and get our walkthrough in in the stadium and then wake up the following day and play as hard as we can possibly play for three hours. Let the cards fall where they may. Yeah, put the cleats in the ground and go fight. That's right. Yeah, I like it. Anything else, uh, either Justin or Coach, that you have about fall camp that you, you want to tell the folks at home? I think we're just excited to get the season going. I think uh, just like in spring ball, we're a little tired of each other. Hitting uh, each other, yeah. A couple fights maybe, a couple – A little uh, fire in the belly still. Yeah, good, though. We're ready to, ready to play somebody else. But I think, I think we had a good fall camp. I think we built on what we did last year, and we, got, we still got a long way to go, but yeah. a lot to improve on. Let me ask you a quick question. We've got a new offensive coordinator, Ty Hyatt. Great guy, met him, uh, great family. How many offensive coordinators have you played for in your time here at SEU? And and also, um, how are you clicking and how are things going uh, with your new with your new coach, Ty Hyatt? So this is my fourth in uh, fourth four actual fall seasons. Okay, I guess that's how we'll classify it. Probably a new coordinator since uh, I've been in like sixth grade. So mm, okay. one every year. So this nothing is new. Old hat but, for uh, you. <laughs> Yeah, it ties awesome. He's uh, he's done a really good job getting the guys going, suiting uh, what we do on offense, um, using our weapons and using the uh, the players that we have and putting them in good positions. I think we'll see what happens during the season, and I think he'll do a great job game planning and getting us ready for each game. But Excellent. He's done an awesome job so far. You also have a new uh, offensive coach on the O line. You want to just give him a quick shout out? We didn't really talk about yeah, sure. him, but on, on on the coordinator thing, we we our coaching staff plans to have more continuity going forward. Yeah, um, get, getting in here, and, and it was unfortunate we had OC that uh, was here for just a couple of months last fall. Um, but going forward, getting guys that'll come in and stay here. Aubrey, now I, I felt bad for him. All, we were down at the media days in Texas, in Dallas, Texas last month, and Aubrey Elm said, "This is the first time in my life that I haven't had a new defensive coordinator." So he's having the same defense with John Kelling as a junior and as a senior for the first time in his playing career. Shouldn't be like that. But one thing out of that, coming out of that, coming out of that is is there should be more continuity defensive-wise. We should know exactly what we're running. That's why I think we're much improved. I see. Yeah, They're not hearing the calls for the first time. Exactly. They're hearing them for the second time. Now, what was your question? Just if you wanted to give a shout out to the new O line coach, he's, yeah, Matt, Matt White. Yep. Matt, Matt, Matt White's a good one. So, yeah. and, and how about looking the part now? <laughs> he does look like he could throw the pads on and yeah. go today. Matt, Matt, Matt rolls. Matt rolls in the room, and he's six seven, three thirty, and yeah, yeah, it looks like he could play right now. Um, but Matt's doing a nice job. There, there's an emphasis on us playing with an attitude, uh, us having an attitude on the offensive line, and playing with a lot more physicality than we played with in the past. And um, anyway, hey, happy to have Matt with us. Yeah, I feel fortunate that he's our O-line coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we stole one there. Yeah, we're, yeah I think yeah. – We're lucky there. Exactly right. So, uh, yeah, he is he is a he has a force to be reckoned with, and, and I think you'll see that uh, attitude and, and his persona carried out by that O-line. They, yeah. they seem a little more – I guess nasty might be the right word for it. Uh, they still need to continue on that road once, once we get into the competition. But uh, in, our, in, our fi- in our final preseason scrimmage on Saturday, we ran the ball at will on them on our defense I said on them on our defense and I think we're really good up front I think our front seven are good on defense especially the D tackles and the linebackers but we ran the ball between the tackles on Saturday pretty handily that's good coach let's let's just change some gears here real quick I'm going to talk to you uh, about coaching what what motivates you and things like that get a few questions for the people that may not know you those there's a bunch of new people that'll be tuning in to the show what got you into coaching 
I didn't ever want to be with, ooh, tough question. I didn't ever want to wake up and be without football in my life. As a small child, I used to look at my mom and dad and want to just, you ain't got no, you ain't got no sports in your life. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> just, and what, but what's, I don't know if it sounds immature or just kind of lends people to know how I think. I still wonder that. Hey, the guy, the guy that gets out of bed, in the, and no offense to anybody listening or watching, and get out of bed in the morning, go to an office job, like I, I wonder what makes you tick. I always wanted to be involved in sports. I never could imagine myself waking up. I still can't. 46 years old, can't imagine myself waking up without football in my life. That, a couple, couple of family members and football mean everything to me, absolutely everything. Now you want to dive a little deeper. Um, I am a competitive spirit. My father drove that in my brother and I, and whether we were playing ball in the backyard, one-on-one basketball, we were playing wiffle ball, um, or we were playing checkers. We were the family that would get angry and throw the checkerboard at each other when we lost. <laughs> yeah, got um, it. Yeah, that, there was there was some anger management there needed to be needed to be what do you call it smoothed out. I like the competitive side. Um, at this point, what what are the most fun things for me? Love hearing back from the alums. Love hearing back from the young men that I have coached on what they're doing now and how they're doing and hearing about their families and kids and their jobs. Love hearing about that, John. When the light bulb comes on, I, I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah, I know, correctly. absolutely. Yeah, but I got to rambling a little no, bit. No, you're good. When the light bulb comes on, I, it's really, really special for me. Uh, it, sometime during their career, you see a kid just kind of figure it out. And what's funny about them is, is they figure out football and life. They figure out success in college football, and they figure out success in their adult life almost at the exact same time. Exact same time. Um, that 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 there keeps me coming back. Yeah. Coach, there was a video that was posted on on your Facebook account, and you had the whole team together on the logo in the middle of the field, and you had three gentlemen uh, stand up. You talked a little bit about them. Can can you give us just a, a really brief recap of of that situation and how cool that is as a coach for you to, uh, to see these young men come in, give their all, and then get rewarded for it? Yeah, you, you, you said it. It, it. It's a cool moment. Um, really, really unique to be able to do that for a young man. And I, I'm trying to, to make sure. So to, two out-of-state young men and one in-state, but you go George Ramirez, Gabe Nunez, Braden Whistler, that they're all they're all set up to be starters this year or significant contributors. Um, George comes in from Arizona, and he's been paying here for three years. Walk so on. Walk on. He's been paying for school here for three years. That a clip of about $28,000 a year. And, of course, he's got an act academic scholarship and he's loaned up some things and he's probably getting some Pell Grant but just wanted to make it where he didn't have to pay anymore because he's earned a right and my 19 months here our 19 months as a staff he's first one there first one there last one to leave he knows our defense better than any player on our defense which is a challenge to the rest of them um, but he knows it inside and out can make the calls can get everybody aligned he's really earned it Gabe Nunez has probably been our hardest worker over the last over the last calendar year he got here last summer and walked on from Southern California and has done everything we asked him to do until he got banged up on Saturday. He was going to start for us at wide receiver. I'll say, hey, not 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 going to – won't play the first month now. We'll get him back late September, 1st of October. Um, I'll, I'll bet you this one, if, if he stay, if he can get himself healthy and stays stays healthy, he's going to catch 200, 250 passes in his career. Wow. Be, be one of those guys. Hey, I'll, uh, uh, and Ethan Bolingbrook. 
type player over his career here, and we're excited about him. He he deserved the money. And then um, Braden Whistler came in, and I said it in that video, but <laughs> I brought Braden in. You know, he's going to be our third, fourth string tailback. He'll get a he'll get a carry once every once in a while in a game, but he'll be really good on special teams. Braden comes in, and John Braden was the best running back best tailback on our team before game one last year we just wouldn't admit to it until about game four but after game four or five we put him in at starter and I, I can tell you now it's going to be really hard for anybody to get him to relinquish that title so he just practices harder and shows up it means a little more to him than it does to some of the other ones but excited about Braden hey he earned his money all three of those young men earned their money so all three of those uh gentlemen went on scholarship uh, that day, which was so cool. The team's reaction was incredible because it seems to me like even even within the team, there's a uh, a satisfaction and there's a, for lack of better words, it's it's just a, a joy that their teammates were able to uh, to come in, walk on. Uh, they had the, I, I, I put a post uh, up commenting on yours that they had the courage to get in the fight, right? They had the the sacrifice to to stay in the fight and to continue to go and the perseverance to to get through to the end to the scholarship. So cool! It gave me goosebumps. I was fortunate to be on the field. But uh, Justin, just a brief comment on how the rest of the teammates view that and what type of motivation that might give for other walk-ons. Yeah, I think it's huge motivation. I think getting it a little more publicly known as well mm-hmm. helps. Um, I think in the past we haven't really had anything like that. I was a walk-on, got put on scholarship. So special for me to see that uh, out of other guys uh, in particular. But I think what's interesting is a lot of us came out of that thinking, I didn't know some of these guys weren't on scholarship already. Right. So guys like Whistler and and Gabe and Georgie, it's like, oh, all right. Like we we can play and be starters and they're not always on scholarship. So I think that's really motivating to the rest of the guys on the team that we're going to play the best players. We're going to put the best guys on the field and – at some point, uh, if you are that best guy, you're going to get recognized for it. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Guys, we're going to switch gears now. It's time for our Visit Cedar City and Brian Head Get to Know You segment. We've got Justin Miller, our VIP uh, guest today. Justin, we already know you pretty well, but uh, you've been in Cedar now for how many years? Uh, we got here in May of 2019, so, so it's a little been over a four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Um, besides football, what's your favorite thing to do around Cedar City? Oof, that's tough. I mean, I know one passion. I'm a I'm a big homebody, but uh, I'll get out on the golf course there a little, you a little go. bit. Gotten a little bit better, a little improved over the last year and a half sure. or so. Uh, got some good guys on the team that that love to play. Like as well, to go out so. to Cedar Ridge and, yeah, and, and hit it around a little bit. That's probably number one. Uh, besides just staying at home with sure. wife and the baby. So you do a little bowling. I know there's a bunch of dudes on the team that like to go play. Uh, there are. I'm I'm not a big bowler. Okay. Uh, we probably saw that at the whack. Uh, or UAC media day uh, with Aubrey. Aubrey's a big bowler. Yeah. I know Coach Bates, our strength coach, is a big bowler. Uh, pretty good at it too. Some of the other guys really enjoy bowling as well. So when you have uh, friends or family members coming into Cedar City to visit, what are some things like that come to mind that you would uh, have them do? Go check out uh, some spots around town that need to get highlighted. All American Diner. Hey, I think that's number one. We uh, we visit there quite often when family's in town. Sure, uh, that's that's probably the biggest one. Other than that, Louis, uh, Luis is the star there. Luis is a star. <laughs> star. He's the man. Going up uh, to the sea on the mountain. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, cool lookout spot. You get to see the whole city and 
and kind of experience it from a, a different viewpoint. From an eagle's eye mm-hmm. point of view. Going to our high school football games, Canyon View, Cedar oh, yeah. High, really cool atmospheres, really good to see. Town um, comes out and supports. Yeah, town comes out. Yeah. Good talent there, as we saw, mentioned Nick Macias already. Yeah. Uh, there's some other guys that, that have come out of both of those schools and sure. done some good things. So those are probably the top things. Yeah, there. awesome. I uh, I know when, when I got family coming up, we always go up to Cedar Breaks, We'll take a trip uh, up to Brian Head and take that uh, loop that goes up and around Cedar Breaks, down into Parowan and back. Yep. Just we live, uh, we're, we're in a, a beautiful part of the world. So and we appreciate uh, visit Cedar City and Brian Head for their sponsorship of the show. Lots of fun things to do in Cedar City. Get out and enjoy the enjoy the area. Do I, do I get to ask Justin a question? Please before do. We get off here? Yeah, please do. Are you from Dallas? <laughs> Are you from Dallas? That's an inside joke. We'll not get into that. <laughs> Regan Hunsacker is cracking up behind us. Hey, um, Justin, a couple questions now that we're on your segment here. As you look at the team, sorry, let me get in the microphone. As you look at the team, what are some things that you observed that you didn't expect? What are some things that have surprised you, both spring ball coming into fall camp? What's some things that maybe you're just like, huh, okay, I, uh, I didn't see that coming. That's a good question. I think the first thing that popped into my head was just offensively with our our guys and some of the guys we brought in. I think we learned the offense a lot faster than we did last year. And, okay, great. And that might be because it's the second time doing it, a little learning curve, but I think it's also the way that our coaching staff has handled it. And so I think that's that's one thing that stood out, surprised me a little bit, was I was used to that sort of thing, but a lot of the other guys weren't. And so the rate at which they picked up the offense and and learned the signals and learned our terminology now uh, really did surprise me. I think we did a good job there, and, and there's still more to, more to go, but we did a good job. I think other than that, probably just the mix of, of guys on the team, different backgrounds, uh, different life stories thus far, really interact with each other well. Um, so you got a good gel going. Pretty tight. Uh, we get in, into our locker room, and it's it's like everybody knows each other, and we can all joke around with each other, and it's not awkward or we Forced. all yeah we all know each other, and we all enjoy spending time with one another uh, out of our own position group, and and even offense to defense, and I think that's not necessarily uncommon, but I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. The team chemistry, fighting and pulling for the same goals knowing each other and trusting each other. One thing that that stood out when you were mentioning is, you know, um, coaches are ultimately teachers, right? Yep. Um, and and the better teachers are the ones that uh, can can get this subject matter into the brains and into the into the uh, minds of of the players and then have them accept that quickly and deeply, right? Yep. And so uh, I love what you said about that they're picking up the offense, picking up the defense. Now that we've had a, a second year with John Kelly as the defensive coordinator, it says a lot about the coach. They kind of get overlooked on the show a little bit. I apologize. I love the coaches. They're great, but they're great teachers. They're teachers of football. They're teachers of how to be successful. They're teachers of coach mentioned earlier that when it clicks the, the football and life, they're, they're so common. Uh, and they're so close together that, that that lesson that's taught by the coaches, when it's received by the players, uh, it can change lives. It's it's incredible, you know. Not to get too sappy, but I can relate as a observer 
right? The 1% better, the focus, fight, finish. Those are things that, that really resonate with me and, and, and I can take in to my own life, whether that's being, you know, podcast host or whether it's, uh, you know, out, out on the, out on the fundraising trail or whether it's on the golf course, I got, uh, I've, I was able to learn those those things, and I just think it's cool. So it's a testament to you. Tip my cap, sir. Right, they're all they're all life lessons. And yeah. I think that's the that's the cool part about this sport. Is Absolutely. I don't I don't think it necessarily applies to every sport, but in football, it's it's really special because we rely on each other so much. Yeah. And I think that's how life is. Yeah. It's, you focus on what you can do, and and you do the best with what you have, but you also need the people around you to to pull together. With Absolutely. You. We it. can get into it more at a later date. Football yeah. football mirrors life. Yeah. More than any other sport. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Look, gentlemen, we're we're getting close to time here. I am so excited for this season. I've been excited for for lots of different football seasons. This one just has a little different uh, era to it. The the Delane Fitzgerald era is upon us. We're now into year two. We've we've got uh, great pieces uh, on the on the football team. We've got a schedule that's a little daunting. We're gonna find out what we're made of here real quick, but uh, it's just it's just incredible. Coach, last words to you. Yeah, well, after you say that, hey, everybody just needs to be patient. Yeah. Hey, everybody, we need to have some delayed gratification. We're not going to find out if we're any good or not until October. Um, but it need to ha- need to have some some delayed gratification in this thing. And with the with the scheduling being what it is, and we can't change it. We are fulfilling contracts that were made years before we got here. Um, even before Justin got here, and he's been here about nine hundred and seventy six years now. <laughs> Methuselah. Uh, <laughs> But, but Jay, everybody being patient. We've got a good football team, got a good football program, and going to be good going forward. I'm, I'm more excited about you. I'm more excited about you. I'm more excited than you. I'm more excited than you are about the fall season. Yeah, this is like Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, getting ready to get it started. Amen, brother. Look, ladies and gentlemen, T-Bird Nation, if you like what we're doing here, on the show, go ahead and and like and subscribe if you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook. Share the love, uh, share the posts, interact with us. If maybe if you got some feedback, leave it in the comments. You got a question for Coach, leave it in the comments. We'll select one or two each week uh, to highlight on the next show. We just really uh, really appreciate you listening to us. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming up this year, and uh, we're just we're so excited to to kick it off today. So. I'm John Smith for Delane Fitzgerald and Justin Miller. We'll sign off. Go T-Birds. Go Thunderbirds. Go Thunderbirds.